The following is a CA original. The mighty sound of the South. Tailgating on Tiger Lane. Tom three at the Liberty Bowl. Each one a Memphis football tradition. This is the Tiger Football Podcast. What's happening, Tigers fans? We are back for another edition of the Tiger Football Podcast. I'm Mark Giannato, the Commercial Appeals sports columnist. I'm joined, as always, by Evan Barnes, our football beat writer, Memphis football beat writer, and Jason Munns, our uh, jack-of-all-trades producer, writer, videographer. He does everything. So week one is in the books. Memphis with a dominating 66-14 win that was probably even more lopsided than the final score suggested. They were at 56-0 at halftime. Uh, they almost set a school record for total total offense in a game. They had 754 total yards uh, going into their final play. Lost two on a kneel down by Brady McBride, and the record was 753, and they ended with 752. I actually ran into Kenny Dillingham, the offensive coordinator, yesterday, and apparently Brady McBride uh, was informed about what happened and was, you know, criticized for uh, taking a two-yard loss instead of a one-yard loss on his kneel down, jokingly. Um, but all in all, a, a really, really successful opener. Mercer looked awful, but at the same time, Memphis you know, really put their foot on the gas. The defense played really well, really didn't give up much of anything in the first half when the starters were in the game. Brady White was 22 of 28, had five touchdown passes all before halftime. The running game really looked good too. It was a really balanced attack. Um, I just, you know, there were, there were really no negatives that you could draw upon. Um, at the same time, I'm not sure how much you can take out of it because of the opponent, but all in all, you'd rather it go like this than have it be a struggle and them have to eke out some win or something like that. Um, and now we move on to Navy, the conference opener. Uh, that will be a huge game for this team, for this season. I think this is going to be the true barometer of how good this team really is. Navy is coming off a loss to Hawaii um, where their defense looked awful. Their offense got off to a slow start. Did actually pretty well if you take out that slow start, but still they were they fell behind by too much. Um, so a big week. Uh, Memphis got its first win over Navy ever last season, but I think it's a much tougher test to do that on the road in a place where Navy doesn't lose very often. Evan, uh, now that we're uh, through week one, what were your takeaways from the season opener and and as we go into this big game against Navy this coming Saturday in Annapolis? I think maybe the biggest takeaway was the confidence of Brady White coming in. Like we thought, okay, he he knew this offense. He came in um, familiar with it, but the way he looked smooth right away and didn't feel like this was his first game at all. I thought that was the most impressive thing. Um, you could, you know, Demonte Coxey told us afterwards. You could see it in his eyes that he was ready. So I thought his confidence elevated everybody else, and they were just ready to roll. And I think. Once T.J. Carter had that pick six, we all knew, okay, this is going to be over pretty quickly. So um, I was I was a little surprised how fast they got out. But again, this is what you guys saw last year, that Memphis basically put up points really quickly. So it's kind of fun to see that. But now I'm curious, how will that offense respond against Navy? How will the defense respond against a much tougher opponent? So I think that's what I want to see. This was a good, feel-good, good game. But really, like you said, not too much to take away to get ready for Navy almost, you know? Well, I dropped this on Twitter. Navy under Ken Numatololo, he's been there since 2007, is 51 and 14 
in Annapolis, and only three of those 14 losses have come by 10 points or more. So Memphis, I think, is now up to a six and a half point favorite. And I, you know, I think people have asked me this week. You know, we all predict. I think me and Jason predicted that they would lose this game to Navy. Yeah, I think that's right. And Evan predicted a W. And people have asked me. Actually, uh, I, actually, I predicted they would lose too. So we all predicted L's. <laughs> okay. And I'm curious. People have asked me. You know, would you change your prediction now after one week? And I'm still not sure because I, I think. Navy is going to come out as a different team than it was. Like, they're not going to get off to it. They're not going to fall behind 28 nothing again, unless, you know, Memphis is, you know, really, really good. Like, I just think if Memphis comes in here and beats Navy handily, then I think we're going to come away thinking, holy cow, this is a really good team this year. Memphis is. And I do think, I'm not sure if I'm going to change my prediction or not, because Navy does look worse than I anticipated. I mean, I've watched Navy football for a long time as a D.C. area resident, and that was the worst display of secondary play I've seen out of a Navy team ever um, against Hawaii. Like, that defense is just not very good. But I also never thought Memphis wasn't going to be able to move the ball against Navy to begin with. I think the key will be... If they can get, if this defense, I think this is a big spotlight moment for this defense. Um, we've had higher, we have higher expectations for them this year. And I went back and looked last year, they held Navy to 334 rushing yards. And that doesn't sound very impressive, but it was actually 40 yards under what Navy's season average was. It ended up being in terms of rushing yards. And they held them about 100 yards under their season average for total offense and also created five turnovers. If they can do that again, I think Memphis will win the game. Obviously the turnover part, but even if they if they hold them, you know, to like 300 rushing yards, which again sounds very odd, but like Navy when they get up to like 400, that means they're really controlling the ball, they're really moving the ball. I, I just think Memphis is going to be able to put up points against this defense. And then also if the, if they can get a couple stops early. I mean, you saw what happened to Navy when they fell behind 28 nothing. It totally changes their offense. If they can get two or three stops early and they can get a couple scores early, then I think, you know, clearly Memphis, you know, that's a driver's seat position for Memphis. But I think it's going to be easier said than done in Annapolis. Um, Jason, I'm curious, your what were your thoughts from the first game and what are, what are you anticipating in this Navy game? Well, I thought the defense was Memphis's defense. You know, we've all heard and we all know how, how good they are, how good Memphis is on offense. But I was very impressed by the way the defense played despite the opponent. I mean, I know it's Mercer, but uh, no, I was, I was still very impressed by the way they came out and, 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 you know, I mean, it was, it it just felt as soon as TJ Carter intercepted that ball and took it back, uh, took it the distance. That's kind of when it was like, that's to me, that's when the game got kickstarted. That's, that's when it, you know, you, that's when it was like, okay, they're in full, they're in full, my reaction was it's over. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> and we were eight minutes in, or not yeah. even eight minutes in. Yeah, they're firing on all cylinders, and I thought that that was uh, good to see. Now, a couple of points about what you were saying is I don't think that even if Memphis goes and gets shredded by a statistical standpoint at Navy, that it's going to be like, oh goodness, what's going on with the defense? Because, like you said, Navy puts up yards; they put up a lot of yards, especially on the ground against everybody. Just about. I do agree with you that if Memphis gets a couple of stops early. Navy doesn't play from behind very well at all. So uh, I, I do think that's probably going to be the key if Memphis is 
to win that game. I want to change my prediction. Mm-hmm. I really want to change my prediction, but I'm not going to. I just I I just need to see more of both teams to really know exactly what we've got or to know exactly what Memphis has on its hands as far as a team is concerned. I, I do stand by my prediction that Navy is going to win this game and that I, I believe I said last week that it's going to be a, an incredibly entertaining game. And mm-hmm. so I stand by those predictions, but I'm getting closer and closer after what we saw Navy do in Hawaii and what we saw Memphis do here. It wouldn't, it's not going to be a shock. It's not even going to be a mild surprise. Now, Vegas thinks Memphis is going to win, and the fact that they have them a six and a half point favorite on the road means they're going to win. They, I mean, you get three points for being the home team yep. in Vegas, and the fact that they think they're going to win by six and a half tells you that Vegas doesn't even think this is going to be that close of a game. I I tend to disagree, but um, I'm not going to change. I've I've decided I'm not going to change my prediction. Not because I don't. I I actually think if you ask me on a one game prediction like do i think memphis is going to win this i probably would say yes i think memphis is going to win this but i like sticking with what i like did before the season and i said it before the season so i'm going to stick by it Uh, i got this penciled in still even though my you know what i saw this first week tells me that memphis you know vegas is right memphis should be the favorite even on the road going into this um, I, I'm going to stick with my, I just like sticking with my before season prediction and seeing how it plays out. Yeah. For better or worse. See, I'm, I'm a little bit different. If, if something changes, I'm willing to change. But in this case, I'm going to stick with my prediction too, only because, I mean, like you said, Mark, you, you saw the game last year, you know, Navy really well. Navy at home is a tough, tough out. And I think honestly, Memphis has to play as well as they did last year, even not maybe better just because Navy knows, hey, we got revenge. It's their home opener. There's going to be a lot of pageantry in the air for that game, obviously. And Memphis has the confidence. But can this defense prove itself against the team that they know they have to prove themselves against? I mean, we talked to some of the guys today. You know, Jackson don't even said it. This game is pretty much going to be deciding who is the front runner in the West, maybe. So, or the AAC West. So, I'm sticking with my prediction, but. Like you said, if Memphis wins, we won't be surprised because this defense is experienced. They know how to play them. They're not afraid of them. And best of all, they did it. they've done it already. It's not that they haven't done it. They have, that, that does a lot for your boost. If you've beaten this team, you feel like, okay, we can do this again, stick to our system. Let's do it at their place. So, Gosh, the CA is so negative. <laughs> oh. <laughs> God, guys. Um, no, but seriously, I mean, it's it's going to be a very, very – interesting matchup for this defense you have to be very disciplined the one i think a big thing is that there are so many guys back on this defense who saw this last year played against this offense because you can scheme it up in memphis last year what they did is they played they played five guys at the line of scrimmage like right at the line of scrimmage like three defensive linemen and you know some hybrid players let's put it that way um and i I would expect something similar because it worked, but it doesn't really matter what scheme you use. These these Navy coaches over 10 years have seen every possible scheme you can throw at the triple option. They know how to adjust to it. It comes down to shedding a block and making a tackle against the triple option. That's really what it really is all about. I think down the middle is where it's most important. And a guy like O'Brien Goodson, it's going to be huge. He's he's going to be there's going to be guys like him, Emmanuel Cooper, those guys in the interior defensive line. Their stats, they're not going to have any stats in this game, but it's so important that they take on two blockers 
and monopolize two blockers. It's almost more important than the tackle because that then frees up a guy like Curtis Aikens, who's had great games against against Navy the past two years to make plays. A guy like Austin Hall, who they who they used quite a bit against Navy all over the field. He's going to be very important in this game in terms of wrapping up and making tackles. And then you also have to be aware of, you know, we talk all about they run, 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 but then they throw that deep. They're an explosive offense is how Mike Norvell described it. You know, we talk about the triple option thinking like three yards in a cloud of dust, and there is definitely that aspect of it. But it's like three yards in a cloud of dust, three yards in a cloud of dust, three yards in a cloud of dust, boom, 50-yard pass. Um, And so you have to be wary of that. So it's going to be a fascinating matchup. I think this Memphis staff, I think what they learned after year one when when Navy kind of handed it to them on the road, you know, Mike Norvell realized, you know what, these guys are in our division. We're going to have to beat them to win the division. And they've spent over the last two years, I think, a lot of time working on plans to stop this triple option, probably more so than any opponent that's been on the schedule the past few years. And so let's see how this plan works. I think it's a big moment for Chris Ball, the defensive coordinator. I'll probably have a, I'll probably have a column on him later this week. You know, his defense numbers wise isn't the greatest, but they create a lot of turnovers and they last year, they seem to come up in some big moments really delivered. Um, and now he's got this really talented unit, probably his most talented since he's been here at Memphis with a bunch of young returning players um, and with a first time starting quarterback, I think it really, you know, like you said, it's more, more so than even the offense looking good early. This defense needs to look good early. I'm curious what you, Evan, what do you make of, you know, cause what I found interesting about this first week of the season too, is the AAC in general didn't look that great. Um, you know, we talked about Navy was kind of underwhelming. UCF looked like they picked up right where they left off. I mean, if I'm if I'm my takeaway from week one of the season, if I'm an AAC team, is that it honestly kind of looks like a two team league again, Memphis and 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 UCF. And then it's like we'll see about Navy and Houston. Um, both looked kind of underwhelming. Tulane, I thought, is still kind of interesting. Um, if I had to go back and change my prediction, I probably would pick Memphis to beat Tulane after seeing them play week one against Wake Forest. Um, that offense did not look ready for prime time. Their defense actually looked not bad, though. Um, but I'd also maybe change the fact that I have Memphis beating UCF because Mackenzie Milton looks like he could be a Heisman Trophy winner this year if he continues playing the way he played in week one and you know picking up where he left off last year. Um, I'm curious what you think what what do you think it means for memphis that the league doesn't appear to be that good i think probably the biggest impact is nationally we ask you know people ask you know can memphis be ranked again and i think the road is a lot harder because there aren't that many games where they can boost their national profile i think after this week probably the only game that they can do it is ucf or missouri too or missouri like you know missouri if they play well and get there but you know looking at the conference you basically there's not enough to boost a national profile, but we said that basically Memphis can go nine and three this year. If you're looking at the schedule, Memphis should probably win almost every other AAC game that we predict that they should win outside of UCF, you know, and Navy because Houston right now, a little bit shaky Tulane really surprised me. I really thought I would think their offense would be a little bit more explosive. 
they had those two big touchdown passes, but other than that, they looked they didn't really impress me that much. Houston struggled a bit against Rice, I saw, and I'm still trying to figure out how East Carolina lost to North North Carolina A and T. That was probably one of the roughest losses of the week weekend, I think. Um, but yeah, I think if you're Memphis, you feel pretty confident that you know you take care of business this week. The West is in pretty good shape until you get to Houston, and yeah. then after that, we'll see what happens. But I think if you're incurred, you can say, hey. Like you said, two-team league, take care of Benz against Navy, you're fine, but AC not looking too strong. It's setting, up, it's setting up pretty nice for Memphis, I think. Yep. Um, I really think it sets up, you know, if you get through this Navy game, there's a decent chance you're undefeated going into that UCF game. And and though you're right, there's nothing to really boost their profile. If they're 6-0 and going to that UCF game, they're going to be ranked. They're going to be in like the 20 to 25 range, something like that. Um, the polls just came out now. They're like... 35th in the AP poll, like six receiving, receiving six votes. And they're probably like 30th in the coaches poll. Like they'll, they string together at when they win this Navy game and string together two, three more before that UCF game. Like they'll be in the rankings. Um, and I think to your point that if, if Memphis can get by Navy, if they can win that game at Navy, that they should be six and zero going into the UCF game. I think Mike Norvell knows that. Uh, just based on the comment that he made after the game, he's already talking about this Navy game being a championship-like game. I mean, he he knows that if he wins that game, he's got a good shot at you know at being. I I, I just think that he he probably won't be calling many other games championship-like games just because again, I think he knows the importance of this game and what it means for the big picture. You're telling me South Alabama. That- I bet you he'll t- he'll call South Alabama a championship game. You no, think? no, like he'll you know you know how coaches are. Yeah, Every yeah, game yeah. is huge. <laughs> sure, you know, like Mercer was like the the toughest opening FCS opponent. I've, you know, it was like hilarious to me. Like when he opened up his uh, press conference last Monday before the Mercer game, and he he talked about how Mercer was ranked number one in kickoff coverage in FCS last year, and I just now in retrospect, it's like oh my god. It's like the one thing, the one thing they did well because that team did not look very good. No, that, now speaking of kickoff coverage, the one, one of the only kickoffs mm-hmm. they had to cover, they actually did pretty well. I mean, uh, they they got uh, Tony Pollard for. Uh, we should have fair caught that. Well, ball. yes, in fairness, yeah. that is true. Mm-hmm. But uh, but statistically, it will go down as a win for them. Yeah, um, still number one, ne- negative two yards on that return. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, but no, I, I, but I halfway agree with Mike on on calling this game a championship like game because it should be for Memphis. It, it, it has the potential to be one of those pivotal moments in the season. You know, depending on the way it goes, when you look back at the end of the year, it has the potential to be one of those defining type moments. Well, and the other thing, and Mike pointed this out in his press conference yesterday monday they're so much healthier coming out of this season opener than they were the (laughs) louisiana monroe one last year um just i mean last year they lost three key defensive players like within the first quarter of the opener um and by the time they went and played ucf they essentially had half and half the defense was brand new um and so they came out of this relatively unscathed sam craft didn't play um because of a mike termed it a minor setback um, he seemed confident that Sam would be available for this week's game. Um, we'll see. I'm curious to see even if he is available, how much he'll play, how many snaps he'll see, but it will be good to see him back out there given all he's gone through, see him back in uniform, back on the field in whatever role it may be. Um, but other than that, 
they came out pretty unscathed from this. So it's setting up. I mean, this is a really physical. When you play Navy, it's really physical. Like I asked Chris Ball today, why is it that Curtis Aikens has been so good against uh, Navy the past years? And his answer immediately was, it's because he plays so physically. Like that's how you have to play against them. You have, you know, you're going to be dealing with cut blocks and you're going to be dealing with, it's just a lot of one-on-one matchups that you got to win. Um, and obviously, you know, these are, these are guys who are in the Naval Academy. They sacrifice a lot. Like I, I've been around that program quite a bit. And like, when you see what, like these guys are really student athletes. I mean, in a, and they have all sorts of other stuff outside of school. Like you're not going to, you're not, you, you have to outwill guys who literally are the type of people with the type of character that they, they pride themselves on not getting outwilled. Um, and that's why Navy is so tough and why they, I mean, they've been one of the most consistent college football programs in the country the last 10, 15 years. And so, um, it's not going to be easy. I, I, someone tweeted at me that after that game the other night, and while Navy was kind of losing by a lot in the first half, like we're going to roll Navy. And I just, I would just caution you against that. Like they just do not very often get rolled in Annapolis. Um, now can Memphis win? I think we've talked about it here very much. So they can win. There's a reason they're the favorite, Yep. but it's going to be, I think it's going to be a close game either way. Neither team's going to blow out the other. Um, so it will be very, very interesting. We will, me and Evan are going to be there in Annapolis on Saturday, uh, 3.30 kick Eastern time, 2.30 here in Memphis. Um, it should be a lot of fun. I think this is, you know, this is the first big time game of the year. This is what, you know, this is what fans look forward to, these conference games. I think it's great that the conference opener is such a big game. Mm-hmm. I like it because honestly, like last year, it could have been UCF and it wasn't, but I, I'm excited. I think the players are excited. They know that, hey, this is why we came here. We want to play in these big games. Let's go and do it right away. I like it. All right. Well, Have you guys looked at the weather yet? Oh, yeah. I heard um, there might be some rain. There might be some rain. Actually, I looked it up during practice. Um, It looks like it's going to be in the mid-70s at the high with some scattered showers. So uh, if you're going, I would suggest bring some rain gear because – it won't be as nice as it was at the Liberty Bowl Saturday. I actually think that favors Memphis. Like running that triple option with a slick ball, that's not ideal. Yeah. Um, so especially a team like Memphis that that creates turnovers the way it, the way it has the past mm-hmm. year plus. We'll see though. DC area weather, Annapolis weather is kind of like Memphis. It can change on a on a dime. So we shall see. Well, we'll be back next week to break it all down with you. Hopefully, we'll be talking about a Memphis win. Um, but we shall see. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, so till next week, I was Mark. I was joined by Evan and Jason. Uh, come on back next week. A new episode of the Tiger Football Podcast posts each Tuesday during the regular season. You can also subscribe to the show for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. The Tiger Football Podcast is a production of the Commercial Appeal.